First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. I did want to give a slight disclaimer. I realize it's September 1st and we normally start our new seasons in September. And our season six is starting next week. But because of just the way the dates fell, this is a Friday. It's actually technically obviously September 1st. But our new season, our season six that we are so excited about, you guys, Starts next week. Next Wednesday is the first episode of season six. We are excited. But for today, we are going to round out season five with a horror episode. I know you had some news, actually. Yeah, we're about four four weeks, maybe in a couple of days, out from Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Ah, Um, And I'm excited about this. We know that Stephen King himself thinks this is like the scariest of all of his writings and franchise. I mean, he said that a few times, of times. <laughs> yeah. um, and also one of the movies i think he's more proud of than some of his others but as far as well i think he said that about the newest one he was not a fan of the original one made back in the 80s but bloodlines is an upcoming american supernatural horror film written and directed by Lindsay beer in her directorial debut in 1969 a young judd crandall has dreams of leaving his hometown of ludlow maine behind but soon discovers sinister secrets buried within and is forced to confront a dark family history that will forever keep him connected to Ludlow banding together Judd and his childhood friends must fight an ancient evil that has gripped Ludlow since its founding and once unearthed has the power to destroy everything in its path I you know it's not that I have high expectations but I'm excited for it I'm interested yeah, and since you mentioned that, I'm going to mention a couple of other ones. I'm actually, I like The Nun 2 is coming out next mm-hmm. week. I actually like the first Nun movie. I know that, uh, unpopular opinion, <laughs> but I like the first one. I like The Conjuring franchise. Mm-hmm. The ex- the new Exorcist movie comes out in October. And Mixed I actually, feelings. back in July, I saw the trailer. Yeah. And it looks, you know, looks interesting. Okay. I don't have any high hopes for it, no. but... I want to see it, of course. I'm also excited in October for Five Nights at Freddy's. That oh. looks really good. It looks really they have good. a board game for that now, too. Do they? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. And then Saw 10. Jesus. In October. And the first Omen comes out on Halloween. Not the first Omen, the original, but a movie called The First Omen. So it'll be the second <laughs> time they've redone it. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. so. And then, of course, the Eli Roth Thanksgiving movie is going to mm-hmm. come out in November. But yeah, I'm excited about. I'm interested. We're in our season. I know. I'm very excited. Happy September, everyone! Yay! The fall. The fall is upon us while the heat is still killing us. Mm. Let's do a little. I don't know. Happiness with. Who the fuck's with Carl? <laughs> 
appreciate the words. He used the words. That was cool. On how many counts of murder was Ted Bundy convicted? Here are your choices. <laughs> Ten, three, or seven. Those are lovely numbers. Number two. Okay. Let me try to straight say this. <clears throat> this 15th century German plague involved the Catholic Church. What happened to the nuns during this time? Something bad. Number three. Ed Kemper was known by which nickname? Mm-hmm. Number four. You get choices for these last two. Okay. Not scary in a horror way, but labeled as the oddest sport in the world. It belongs to Finland. <laughs> what is it? Is it boot tossing? <laughs> baby tossing? Oh, God. Or sausage tossing? Excuse me? <laughs> the food. Oh, right. Number five. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> Which one of the following choices was actually a name once thought to be a good title for Beetlejuice? Oh. <laughs> Scared Stiff, Beetle Guts, Scared Sheetless, <laughs> or Knock Three Times? Okay. <laughs> sheetless. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. <laughs> I think. I don't know. So I know last week I talked about watching a horror movie that was about a podcast host. And I sort of said, like, it's a pretty solid movie. Mm -hmm. I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole. I didn't get very far because then I was like, oh, I'll watch this one. It's a thriller called A Podcast to Die For 2023. Well, this is a lifetime movie. What? When a true crime podcaster discovers an unsolved local murder, she finds herself entangled in a deadly game of cat and mouse that exposes the horrible truth behind the killings, a truth that lies closer to home than she realizes. So, you know, it was an unsuspecting Saturday morning. <laughs> and I pushed play on the Lifetime podcast thriller. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, I can't really say much more than that. I imagine those of you who like what? lifetime thrillers, you might like this, but no, it's just bad. And I just wanted to mention that. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking, Kathy, honestly. I don't know what you were thinking. I was thinking a rabbit hole of podcast horror, and it did say thriller. I mean, I mean I, I it's all it. I got. I get where you got. <laughs> That's all I got, man. But I did watch it. I mean, I was doing 12 other things while it was on, but. Well, you know, I. Woman in Peril on Lifetime. I. Um, it was very unique. <laughs> I do commend you for giving it I mean, a shot. Every now and then. I mean, we enjoy the Lifetime Christmas romance movies for some fucked up reason. Yeah. So, you know, it could have gone my way, but it didn't. I have I don't I have no words. Yeah, you're speechless. You can just do your next movie review. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to confess so that you knew. I know, but I mean, I think so. we. <laughs> do listen, we need to talk about it some more? We just we talk about the Hallmark Christmas movies we go to. So <laughs> I mean, a little bit, yeah. but yeah. Lifetime Hallmark. It's all I the mean, same. whatever. 
Some of them are as bad. I mean, it's are, the same thing. Are horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I finally got around to, I had never seen it all the way through, but I finally got around to watching um, Lucio Fulci's Zombies. Oh, you had never seen it? I had oh, never seen it so all cool. the way through. And I, I know a lot of people have seen it, especially if you're a huge horror buff, which I'm like, why have I not seen this all the way through? So I'm I finally watched it. it. And for those people who don't know, it's adapted from original screenplay by Dari, um, Dardano Sacchetti, I think is how you say it. Sure. Sure. <laughs> to serve Sounds as great. To serve as a sequel to Romero's Dawn of the Dead. So depending on where you look it up, it, it can either be called Zombie 2 or Zombies. Mm. Uh, listen, <laughs> this movie, listen, although it's 1979 to me, this is like what, why you watch zombie movies. The eff- effects were definitely influenced by Giallo and his Giallo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's. It's outdated in the sense that there's a lot of derogatory stuff regarding black magic and voodoo. And we did a whole episode on how that, you know, that happened back in that time. Mm -hmm. But to me, it's everything a zombie flick is supposed to be. It's offensive. It's gory. I think it influenced so many films and it, it's what I miss the most about practical effects. I mm-hmm. mean, the practical effects in this movie for being 1979, like this is a you horror like the movie. eyeball? Oh my God. <laughs> Isn't it great? This is, this is what horror is about. That's my favorite part. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So, you know, sometimes there's those horror films, even if we're horror fans that are classics that we just never gotten around to seeing. So if by any small chance you haven't seen this, of course. do yourself a favor because it's awesome. Well, and some people might be looking for like a one-on-one horror type of thing, yeah. which is an episode we're actually going to do in, in the future here coming up in the fall. Uh, we are, we've got some really great stuff planned. And one of those is kind of a, what you need to watch if you're a horror noob. That's that's kind of the idea. So that would most likely be on Kathy's list. <laughs> that's a great that's a great addition. I'm so glad you watched it. And you know what? It's so fun to know that there are mo- and there are always these movies. We all have them. It's so fun to know there are these horror classics that so many people see as fundamental that you haven't seen. And then you get to see them for the first time. Like how many people would love to see zombies for the first time? That's what I was just thinking. I was thinking about that when I was watching it. I'm like, how did I get to save this to this time in my life? Because it's been out for, you know, since 412 years. Yeah, Yeah, no, it's great. And we all have those movies. So I don't know whether you pick zombie or not, like pick a movie that, you know, you need to see and, and go for it. One of the things we're going to be doing in our mini cast, which is what we do for our patrons is we're going to be watching each and every single universal monster classic and then talking about uh, that classic and whatever psychology kind of comes up in those movies. And it'll be light and fun. It's mini cast. It's for our patrons. So we always try to do a little bit of extra. But if you're interested in being a patron, that that's going to be happening over the next couple of months. We're going to we love the universal monsters. <laughs> we're the monster going, universe. We're going into the monster season. So we're going to be doing that. That'll be super cool. I watched a movie called Aspens. It's an Indian movie. It was just, I think it, it like back in July, maybe it dropped to Netflix and it's a writer director person. It's a group of YouTubers who accidentally unleash a 15 year old evil that crosses over from the realm of 
darkness to the human world. Now, this is one I just pushed play on. Then I saw that there were subtitles and I almost paused because I wasn't sure I was in the mood for that. But then I was like, no, no, let's let's do this. I, I want to see this. And I ended up enjoying a lot of this. So it's kind of what I would call it is an Indian mythological haunting. So there's there's mythology in this that bookmarks it. It is a haunting, a straightforward, like possess, there's possession and these people are being haunted and they're being haunted in this old castle, this 15 year old, 1500 year old evil castle or whatever that's there. And they're in the castle because they're YouTubers and they're doing like dark tourism, which a lot of you probably watch YouTubers do where you go and stay at a spooky place and then you mm-hmm. videotape it. I've, I've watched those guys live on YouTube before. They're in some haunted place, blah, blah, blah. So it's those folks and they go to this place. And I would say it's interesting because the first 20 minutes is a found footage movie. Okay. They're, it's literally all the footage that they get in this house. And it's pretty well done. Like for 20 minutes... I was like, oh, I didn't know this was a found footage movie. And then it wasn't. It was just part of the movie. And it was actually well done as far as a found footage, the found footage tropes that you get where, you know, you drop the camera yeah. or the whip pans or the the brief seeing of a, a person in the distance that scares the crap out of you, that kind of stuff. They did it really well. Okay. That's cool. Now, later in the movie, there's more of the found footage piece. So they definitely, it's definitely like a genre, like a subgenre Mis- mismatch okay they do found footage in this they do do possession which i thought they also did really well very creepy weird looking faces the actors did really well so there's some really creepy spooky possession stuff and then there's this mythology that's draped over it around these gods and this is why you know it's like the justification for the thing that's happening in the house mm-hmm. is more a mythological thing okay so in general, like I like that stuff. I like hauntings. I like myths. I mm-hmm. like ghosty stuff. I like some solid found footage for 20, 30 minutes. You know, sure. like that's cool. The cinematography was really beautiful. I like the demon stuff. There was an other realm quality to it. I like when we go to the other realm and it's done okay. Mm-hmm. Here, So here's my criticism of it. I mostly enjoyed it. My criticisms was criticisms would be that like it got a little ridiculous at some points (laughs) they got a little indulgent and it got a little and i don't know if it's the cultural differences but it it definitely got a little full of itself okay on several occasions but there was a lot to enjoy about it and unfortunately it's almost two hours long and i think this is where they went off the rails is an hour and 51 minutes is that there's so much good here and then there's those times like i say where they got really self-indulgent and i think that's why it got so long but i also was understanding that there might be some cultural differences too there the things they needed to explicate that i didn't really care about so i don't know but that was I don't know. It was one of those push play kind of yeah, moments. Yeah, I, I I like those when you're like, I'll take a chance on this, and then it ends up being a little nice, a nice little surprise. Yeah, and there are a lot of bad reviews for this movie, but honestly, there was like a seventy percent of it that I I enjoyed the things I mentioned. So mm. there you go. Okay, I watched a movie from 2016 called Lavender. 
depending on where you look it up, it's either a thriller or it's a horror or it's, <laughs> it's a horror not thriller. Sure it yeah. Um, it's, I think it's like a more of a thriller drama. It's definitely about family trauma, but it's done in a, I thought it was pretty clever. Dermot Mulroney and Justin Long are both in it. Justin Long's really great in this character. He plays more of a, a supportive role, but his role is really, he doesn't have that many lines, but when he's on camera, it's a strong role for him. Sure. I think the film stars Abby Cornish as a young mother struggling with memory lapses related to her troubled childhood. In 1985, police officers tell Patrick that something has happened to his brother and his family. The police find his brother, his brother's wife and his niece have all been massacred. The police find Jane, played by Abby Cornish, a blood-covered teenager to be the only survivor. The song Lavender Blue plays in the background. Jane is raised by a foster family and has no memory of her family or the tragedy. So over over a period of time, and especially when she goes back to this house, she starts to open up the trauma memory, which we know happens, right? Mm -hmm. But they do it in such a way that these characters start to um, show up in the film and you don't know after a while whether she's actually imagining them or they are really there. And she starts to put the puzzles back together of what happened because mm. clearly, you know, the beginning of the movie, it looks as if she was the one who killed her family. And so you don't find out till later whether she is the one who did or didn't. But I f think the way that they put it together and the way they did the trauma pieces and the flashbacks, it worked for me. It wasn't the hmm. movie of the year, but it, I thought it, they did it really, it was, a, it was like a worth a watch. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did, would you, so in the end, would you say it's a thriller or a horror? <laughs> um, I would say, I would still say it's more of a thriller. Okay. Because there are, it's scary for different reasons. Mm -hmm. It's not a bludgeoning, even though there's, there are some bloody scenes and things like that. It's more psychologically terrifying. And then once you, okay. once you figure out what has happened, it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, and then that, oh, and then that's not, right? And then you start to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I thought was kind of cool. So, yeah, so more thriller. You stuck the ending, I thought. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, that can really help. <laughs> that can really help a C minus movie be a C yeah, plus I mean, or a B. <laughs> I think it's like a B minus. Like it go. wasn't the worst thing ever, but I thought that it was clever. And, and I think when psychology and horror or thrillers are used well, mm -hmm. it's great. And they were able to tie in this trauma to something quite terrifying. Mm -hmm. And then the unveiling of it was done well. Great. I also watched a movie called Contorted. It's about 90 minutes long. It's actually from 2022. It dropped to Shudder, I guess, like in July or somewhere in there. It's a horror mystery. Same writer, director. A family moves to a quiet and isolated place, but suffers from nightmares on their very first day in the new home. The wife is anxious about a strange sound she hears in the warehouse, but her husband ignores her concern. It's actually, a, it's actually a shed, <laughs> not a warehouse. Anyway, maybe it's a warehouse. Meanwhile, I lost consciousness in the middle. So. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, the family's nightmares are getting worse to the point that they can hardly tell the difference between dream and reality. So <sighs> there is something that I, so it's Korean and I, and I wanted to watch it because I do love to be familiar with a lot of Asian horror. I tend to be very interested in 
Asian filmmakers for the last three, four years. And I, and I get, and some of them are so good. It's so fun to find. This was not one of those ones. I did not enjoy this. Mm. So I, I found it, it's only 90 minutes long and I was bored. That sucks if it's that short yeah, and I couldn't keep your attention. it's only 90 minutes and I was bored. And, and I think it's because it doesn't go anywhere really. And I have a bias where this kind of nightmare dream cop out thing that they do where it's like that's how the people are haunted. In other words, they move into this new home and the idea is that this home is haunting them. And But the haunting takes the guise of dreams and nightmares. And I think that needs to be done really well i think for me to buy it that's fair it's kind of a little bit of a cop-out to me sometimes like that's even fair. the freddy krueger movies had to get like campy and fun before i, I liked them a lot okay which is funny because a lot of people would say the opposite i know yeah i know and i when i watch them now i i you know obviously some of them are bad but like i enjoy it it's great it's one of my favorite franchises of the oldies but in general that dream nightmare thing has to be done really well i should say and maybe one could argue that it's done really well with freddy krueger sure and uniquely for the time and all that this just gets long and boring it's kind of a cop-out like if you're gonna do a haunting do a haunting yeah, that's, and, that's fair. So what ends up happening there? Okay, I will say there are lots of creepy moments in the first chunk of this. So I was like, okay, let's see if it goes somewhere, right? You're just like you were saying, you need to stick the ending. It needs to ramp up. It needs to like escalate, but it never did. And that was my, that was my issue with it. And unfortunately, the what they decided to do was that the big climax, the big important haunting that was happening made both parents child abusers. Like, oh. like, and I'm not just saying, oh, now they're child abusers. Okay. I'm saying that was the big thing, is they started to beat up their kid. Oh. Like, that was the big, like, that was the possession. <laughs> The house is possessing me and making me awful and evil, and, and I've got all these nightmares and everything. To beat and my then kids. we're gonna spend twenty minutes being abusive parents because we're being haunted. Like, like the house makes you want to kill your kids. Oh, it's sort of a shitty metaphor for domestic violence. You know, like yeah. intergenerational. I think domestic violence where. Because there was that aspect as well where the parents, the grandparents, the kid, like it was just a bad way of putting all that together to sort of say like this, this domestic violence comment or something like it was bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. That sounds terrible. It was just bad. I do mm. not, do not recommend <laughs> unless okay. you try to see all the Korean horror, then go for it. But yeah, like I do, but no. Ugh. Okay. Do you have any more? That's no? all I have. Okay. So let's get some answers to the... Who the fuck's with God? <laughs> How many counts of murder was Ted Bundy convicted? I mean, I would say three. Three. Ding, 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 ding. I seem to remember that from the 412 times we've talked about sure. Ted Bundy on this show, but... 
Okay. <laughs> this 15th century German plague involved the Catholic Church. So, Shannon, can you tell us what happened to the nuns? <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. But I would love to hear this was what li- your fact is. Literally called the epidemic of biting nuns. Spreading through the continent when nuns began biting their friends. (laughs) (laughs) Once the nuns were threatened, they stopped biting. What? (laughs) I (laughs) I want you to look it up yourself. Oh, oh, what do I? What do I even? The epidemic of biting nuns. (laughs) Okay. Ed Kemper was known by which nickname? I thought, I mean, I thought it was the co-ed killer. You are correct. Okay. When I, I'm like, when I wrote my answer here, I put Ed Kemper. I'm like, that can't be right. I, <laughs> you may, you're like, oh, quick I'm Google like, search. Okay. What do we do? <laughs> well, I know that one. That's why I was like, why did I must have just been yeah. not scary in a horror way, but labeled as the oddest sport in the world belongs to Finland. Is it boot tossing, baby tossing or sausage tossing? I mean, I really want to say sausage tossing. Yeah. Because you, it's funny. Yeah. I don't know. It's either that or baby tossing. It's boot tossing. Okay, I wasn't right at all. <laughs> you bet. I really wanted it to be toss. sausage tossing, and then I kind of wanted it to be baby. Everybody tossing. throws their toddlers. I mean, it's frozen tundra there. Anyway. Oh God! Don't break them. Which of the following choices was actually a name <laughs> once thought to be a good title for Beetlejuice? Scared <laughs> stiff, Beetle guts, scared sheetless, or knock three times? <laughs> so. <laughs> The the scared sheetless yes. thing really yes, that is, really that is correct. <laughs> that makes me so happy. Okay, scared stiff, scared sheetless, knock three times, and what was the other one? Uh, what is the second one you choices. said? Oh, she put away her shit. Uh, beetle guts. Beetle guts. Yes. <sighs> knock three times. Scared sheetless. Okay. <laughs> It's a good one. Yeah. It's really good. I didn't think they were that talented at naming things. You thought I was more talented. I did. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. Scared sheetless. You can't name a movie that. I know. That's why they didn't. I know. But they wanted to. Guys, we are so appreciative of you. And please, please, please come back for season six. We've got all sorts of new sheetless shizzle that we're gonna do and we're so excited to be here and my god how many how many years has it been it's been five years that's that. so amazing so many episodes you guys so many we'll hit our 500 this season very exciting and here we are officially halloween season we are very excited kathy is eating all the pumpkin things She's already brought me weird candies. It's happening. It's happening. There's going to be Halloween trivia coming up. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.